Viewmasters. It's the podcast that we do. Viewmasters. Talk about movies that we view. Viewmasters. My friend Eric and me, Joe. Viewmasters. Hey, let's start the show. Hey, welcome to the Viewmasters, episode 341. Return to Oz. My name is Eric. My name is Joe. Hello, Joe! Hello, Eric! How are you? I'm doing okay. How are you? I'm doing all right, I guess. All right. <laughs> uh, I am already having uh, an existential crisis anyway in my life in general, and uh, this movie did not help. Oh, no! <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> this movie is an existential nightmare. It kind of is. Oh boy. <laughs> this 80s kids movie <laughs> ruined your life. Uh, but not when I was a kid. Yeah. Just as a 45 year old quote unquote man. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 uh, it marked me when I was a kid. I don't know that I'd say it ruined my life, but it definitely <laughs> left a lasting impression. I, you're not the first person I've ever heard that from, uh, as far as this movie goes, and, and their childhood is concerned. Right. Uh, I felt like this movie had almost no effect on me as a kid. Sure. Okay. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what kind of movies you were watching as a kid. Like, were you watching actual horror movies when you were a kid? I mean, I saw some, sure. Yeah. You know, but, but I was also watching, you know, your, your standards. Children fair. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, you're also a little bit older than me. Yeah, I was. So. Uh, this movie came out. I was about eight. Yes, eighty five. Uh, eighty five. So yeah, yeah, seven or eight. Yeah, I yeah. was two. Yeah. So <laughs> so you probably didn't see this until later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw this this was a frequent rental. Uh, in the in the later eighties. Yeah, you have older siblings. I do uh, have an older brother. Yeah. Uh, how much older? Uh, he's nine years older. Ooh, that is a big eight, difference. Eight and a half, yeah. Okay. So, so probably not anything he was watching I that you... I don't know that he's ever seen this movie. <laughs> Actually. Alright. Yeah. I mean, he probably has. I don't know! Right. I, re- I really have no idea. Okay. Yeah. No, I just... I, I have very distinct memories of, of going to Blockbuster Video with my parents on a Friday night or whatever, and they told me to pick out a few few tapes to watch over the weekend. Sure. And, uh, and uh, G.I. Joe the movie was a frequent rental. Uh, so frequent that my parents ended up just buying it for me. Good for them. Um, and then the uh, there were VHS tapes of old DC and Marvel cartoons. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and then and, yeah, Return to Oz. All right. Yeah. Uh... The- I can't say I saw this more than just a handful of times as a kid. I, okay. I, I'm sure it was, you know, when it came out on video, you know, my mom rented it. Uh, I definitely didn't see this in the theater. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, I probably saw it, like, in, you know, classrooms or, or you know, just, you know, various affairs where other children were at and adults had no idea what to do, so just here's a movie, watch it. All right. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. 
I can't imagine they would ever have shown this movie in the uh, Catholic grade school that I went to. <laughs> There's too much witchcraft. <laughs> so they did show Prancer pretty regularly. Okay. Which yeah. is a movie about the reindeer. Right, sure. The titular Prancer. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't remember anything about that other than I've seen it many times in <laughs> classrooms around Christmas time. I cannot say I ever saw that movie. You're good. All right. I, mean, I can tell you that pretty confidently. You're All right. good. Uh, a friend of mine sent me uh, a screenshot from, from like some you know, uh, California news station. It was like a uh, you know, uh, Christmas time celebration weather forecast and it was like all sorts of different counties or something like that uh, with, with names like, you know, St. Nicholas Falls, or, you know, like Santa Claus Lane, and uh, Donner Lake. Yeah, uh, I, saw, I saw that going around. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not named after the reindeer. Right. <laughs> you know what? Cannibalism is also, you know, it's 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 family together time for well, Christmas. Sure. Yeah. Doing what you gotta do to survive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cannibalism has uh, popped up a lot for me lately, but I have been watching Hannibal recently. So, that would do know. it. Yeah, that, that's sort of a key component. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh boy, Return to Oz. Return to Oz. No cannibalism in it that uh, I'm aware of. Yeah, I can't, I can't think of any off the top of my head. <laughs> I'm sure there's probably like some sort of weird subculture in Oz. Yeah, some, some Oz residents who. Uh, partake. Yeah, I mean, what do the wheelers eat? True. Yeah. What just, are the wheelers? Just this, this like, weird tweaker gang in Oz. <laughs> the wheelers are straight up nightmare fuel. Is what the fucking wheelers are. Yeah. One of the, one of the many things that scarred me as a child. <laughs> maybe, maybe the second most prominent thing in the that scarred me as a child. So it's the first. Oh, uh, the uh, the hallway of heads screaming at Dorothy <laughs> when she steals the powder of life from Mombi, and then headless Mombi chasing her. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> uh, so there are a couple times where I just got really anxious during this movie. Yeah. Uh, that that was definitely one of those scenes. Uh, another one was when uh, Dorothy uh, lands in Oz and she discovers the broken yellow brick road. Yes. And uh, she just starts running and uh, to, to try to get to the Emerald City. Mm -hmm. uh, and I just kept thinking about a couple weeks ago, uh, I went to go visit my dad in the hospital and uh, I fell like at the hospital. Oh no. Uh, because uh, I wasn't looking where I was going. I wasn't looking down yeah. to, to see that there was a step in the sidewalk, yeah. uh, let alone a uh, road full of broken bricks. Yeah. And she is just sprinting. I, I, she's got to be, like, getting those knees up to make sure her toe is not <laughs> catching on anything. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That is absolutely just, just like, the wrong step and you're breaking your ankle. Yep. Just, just yeah, look down, Dorothy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oof. So this movie's interesting. It is very interesting. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a sort of sequel to the the original one. Right. The MGM musical. Yeah. Um, but it's also 
uh, I feel like a little more faithful to the books. Uh, yeah, at least so, the 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 tone and and feel of the books. Yeah. Anyway, because this is not a musical. This is not a musical. Yes. Yeah. If if you came into this movie expecting a musical, uh, as I don't know if I did as a child, I'm not sure. Yeah. But I'm sorely disappointed. <laughs> I think when I saw this, you know, at the time, and, and having seen Wizard of Oz, like, you know, just, uh, I, I was not as adverse to musicals as, you know, modern day Eric. Is, sure, yeah. sure. <laughs> I, I did find myself while we were watching it thinking, what would a musical version of this movie be like? <laughs> like, what's the song about electroshock therapy like? <laughs> How does Beware the Wheelers go? <laughs> I think just found yourself a new life's goal. <laughs> How does Queen Mombi's ballad uh, I'm Losing My Head go? That's your showstopper right it, there. It really is, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, this would... This would uh, I mean, this movie is uh, kind of dark and twisted. Yes. Yeah. In that way, uh, it's it's an '80s kids movie, basically. Sure, yeah, uh, yeah. They definitely don't make kids movies like this anymore. No. Uh, yeah, I was thinking uh, during another anxious scene when they're flying the rapidly breaking sofa boost. Right. Uh, He's a gump. Thank you. He is a gump. Thinking that uh, if this was made today, like he'd be farting, uh-huh. uh, you know, there'd be like poop jokes, uh, and, and it would just be awful. Yeah, <laughs> I do. I do think um, you know, kids' movies today lean more towards existential dread than actual terror. At least as far as like, I feel like there's a lot in kids' movies today that connects with adults on that level even if it doesn't necessarily connect with kids. At least I'm just thinking about, like, Pixar movies. Yeah, like I'd say it's, it's mostly just Pixar. Yeah. Uh, maybe a couple of the, the Disney originals. Yeah. Uh, but I'd say, like, for the most part, like, any other kids movie is not. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Maybe I don't watch enough kids movies. Yeah. Uh, I've seen a handful. Yeah. Across the Spider Verse count as a kids movie? No. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no. I don't yeah. Think no. I agree. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> <sighs> well, I, I feel like, and and tell me if you feel this way. I feel like there was sort of a Wizard of Oz like resurgence in the late eighties, and I don't know. I, maybe that was just for me because that was when I first discovered it and got into it. But like, there's this movie. And then I remember there was an animated series on ABC that I watched, like, in the mornings, and it's basically, like, like Dorothy has the slippers just in her closet. Okay. Yeah, she can go to Oz anytime she wants, and the Wicked Witch is there, and it was it was weird. I, I do not remember that cartoon at all. Okay. Uh, but, I don't know, I guess... Wizard of Oz has just always been sort of a presence. Yeah. So, so I don't know if it was just a resurgence or if it just was a thing. Yeah. And I mean, like I said, it could just be because that's when I was 
becoming aware of it and sure. was you know I guess if if one is is really into the Wizard of Oz that was when I was really into the Wizard of Oz okay I so. mean th- there are definitely people who are into Wizard of the Oz yeah uh, you know I know uh, my 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 ex lady person uh, was was really into it. She she was younger than both of us, um, and I know people who have just been obsessed, like like just own, you know, all sorts of Wizard of Oz stuff. Yeah, uh, but you know, I don't know if it's it's. I'm sure it being you know broadcast on TV mm-hmm. a lot, uh, probably factored into that yeah kind of kind of like almost look for horror fans like Planet of the Living Dead okay uh you know just just the fact that it's so prominent uh it's just like something that's just on tv yeah uh it feels like you know it felt like Wizard of Oz was on you know at least when I was a kid like at least twice a year yeah. if not more and if you had cable it was on a lot more than that you yeah know? I mean, hell, like, I think I mentioned last episode when you announced this movie that, like, it was literally just on TV when I went to work, you know, two weeks ago. Yeah. You know, uh, so, so I think it's just because it, it's, it is popular and it is just so prevalent. Yeah. I mean, it is, it is definitely a major cultural touchstone. Yeah. Uh, I, I do remember Wizard of Oz comics. Ooh. Like, from the, the 80s. Uh, Eric Shanauer. Oh, nice. Uh, I think that's like, it's his big thing. You know? Okay. Uh, and then, of course, he sort of did a resurgence with that with uh, Scotty Young. Yeah, uh, that's right. The, the 2010s? Yeah. Uh, with Marvel. Somewhere. Over in that shelf area. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Uh, it was the big-ass oh, yeah. uh, Marvel omnibus of, of all the uh, Scotty Young Wizard of Oz stories. Nice. Uh, which I think were like faithful adaptations of, of the original novels. So uh, I, I, I've never read any of the actual novels of you. No. Okay. Uh, I guess this one is the movie Return to Oz is, I guess, based on two of the novels. Yeah. Like maybe the second and third in the series, it looked like. I guess. I yeah. Mean, it would at least fit in if that's sort of the timeline we're going with, with uh, also tying it into the original movie. Yeah. Yeah, as you said, is, is kind of a sequel. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's, it's like it a is. sideways sequel. Yeah, yeah. There, there are elements that are familiar from that. I mean, the biggest thing is the ruby slippers. Yeah, because those were an invention for the original movie. Right. Because um, in the novels they're silver. Yes. So they, I, Disney had to pay MGM a fee in order to use the ruby slippers specifically in this movie. Right. Uh. But think i read that it was a pretty nominal fee i can imagine it was yeah yeah i mean those things are in the smithsonian yeah yeah um i think when i was like in the third grade like you know the the scholastic uh catalog would come through and i think i wound up picking up like a random uh oz book okay uh but i i don't think i ever actually read it okay that's too bad yeah i think it was 
Dorothy of Oz or something like that, or Dorothy in the Land of Oz. I, I don't recall. Okay. Dorothy's name was in the title of the book. Gotcha. Yeah. I wish you knew more about that. It would be an interesting conversation. It, yeah, could have. <laughs> Excuse me. Hey, Hoodle. <laughs> I'm an asshole. <laughs> I do wish I knew stuff about the Oz books, though. Like, they sound interesting. Sure. And I know there's a bunch of them. You want to borrow that omnibus? Uh, <laughs> I'll look for it on my own. Okay. I mean, yeah. I got that at Ollie's for, like, you know, 15 bucks. Hell yeah. All right. I'll head to Ollie's tomorrow. <laughs> uh, it's, it's no longer there. Damn it. Damn. Uh, Huber Music and Video, I believe, has a copy, though. Okay, excellent. But it's, like, 70 bucks. God damn it. <laughs> I only want it if it's $15. <laughs> Should have got the Ollie six years ago. Well, I didn't know we would be doing this episode of this podcast at that point. <laughs> also, I didn't live in Ohio six years ago. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> so what'd you think of it? I don't know. Yeah. Honestly. It's it's interesting. I, I was thinking like along the lines of, you know, 80s kids movies. Um, this movie came out a year after The NeverEnding Story came out. Okay. And I got a real NeverEnding Story vibe from it. Just the, the way that it, it's sort of episodic. Mm-hmm. Like, just, you know, she goes to one place, and then she goes to another place and meets someone, and then she goes to another place and meets someone, and blah, blah, blah. And it's it's felt structurally kind of similar to The NeverEnding Story in yeah. that way. I'd say the original is a lot like that, too. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just, just no dead people hanging out in the background or whatever. Yeah, you know, it's true. This time that we yeah. know of, that was a bird. <laughs> I think uh, I don't know. Uh, but I, actually, I did uh, mostly in the, uh, uh, the the look and feel of the Gnome King as compared to the Rock Biter uh, from uh, Never Any Story. Oh yes, yeah. yes. Uh, just sort of that the, a lot of the, the puppetry stuff I think is, is really what uh, keep me into that yeah. sort of thought Yeah, uh, I will say visually this movie is, is pretty amazing the puppetry is excellent Yeah, uh, Jack Pumpkinhead is fantastic yep uh, I'd say they all are pretty much yeah uh, you know uh, I like that. Just I like TikTok the best. TikTok is the best. Yeah. TikTok is cool. Yeah, not the app. No, yeah, <laughs> just the, the robot man. I mean, I, I've been falling down TikTok app rabbit holes, but TikTok the robot, the the army of Oz. <laughs> he, he he is the bird squad. <laughs> he's he's excellent. He I, is. I loved yeah, him from the minute he appeared. Yep, I was. So happy at the end when he's all shiny. I know, they really see 3 po would him. <laughs> yep, I had that thought too. Yeah. <laughs> it, it really is kind of a Star Wars ending. At yeah, the end. very uh, much. Yeah, for an Oz movie, there's just a lot of other influences happening. A lot of post-Oz influences. Yeah. Um, uh, 
yeah, uh, you know, it, like there's a lot of claymation work that that uh, eh, some of it is kind of eh, like uh, it, the the Gnome King's spy. Oh yeah, just the face and yeah. the rock. Yeah, that's a little a little uh, cheap. Yeah, <laughs> I guess is the word I would use. <laughs> it's the word I picked. Yeah, <laughs> I just I I thought the Gnome King as a combination of a stop motion creature. And a guy in heavy gray makeup yeah. with prosthetics. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, I liked uh, his his change. Yeah, uh, it, and it took me oh, eh, like two two of those scenes to realize what was happening. Yeah, uh, but but it was effective nonetheless. Yeah, know? at first I was like, well, they had to do that because they had to give him feet, right? So that they could show that the gnome king is just chilling in the ruby slippers. Well, sure. Yeah. I'm sure they feel good on his feet. Yeah, don't kick shame. No, I'm not. Right. No, I would never. <laughs> sure the, the Wizard of Oz and its fandom is known for their, their many strange kinks. Uh, yeah. I'm sure. I mean, they're friends of Dorothy for a reason. It's the... I don't okay. care. I don't know. I don't even. <laughs> Scratch all that. I never understood what that meant for a long time. Uh, and then I rewatched The Wizard of Oz and I saw it. Okay. <laughs> Uh, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, we can, we can cut all that. <laughs> it's fine, no one's listening. It's <laughs> true. Uh, what did you think of this movie? Um. You, you, so, so you had been wanting to watch this for a while, I guess. I, it had been a while since I'd seen it. And, yeah. and as you said, you, you, you purchased the Blu-ray, uh, because it's been out of print for, for a long time. Yeah, and if, if they ever decide to remove it from Disney Plus for some reason, yeah. I will still have the option to be able to watch it, yep. because physical media forever. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, it's... I know it's not a good movie. <laughs> but I love it. Alright. <laughs> I, love, I love the creatures. Uh, I think Faroujia Balk is extremely charming as Dorothy. I agree. Um... Like there are some parts where it almost where it feels like she's doing a bit of a, a Judy Garland impression, and then other parts where it's just like that's just her. Like it just seems like she's just inhabiting that role, right? Um, and, and I mean, this is her first movie. Yeah, uh, I have no idea how old she was. Uh, said she was ten. Ten. Yeah, right. uh, and she pretty much has to carry the movie entirely by herself. Yeah, it's because, her and a chicken. Yeah, she, she is working with, you know, puppeteers. Yeah. So, yeah, her performance is really impressive yeah. when you think about that. She has, like, maybe four scenes with the actual other humans. Yeah. You know, so, so yeah, she, she's, she's doing a bang-up job yeah. uh, from the get-go. I could live without the chicken. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> And which is a shame because the chicken is the key part of the plot. Yeah, but uh, the chicken didn't need to talk so much. A lot, a, not just the chicken, but I feel like there was a lot of this movie that just felt like ADR, uh, like like just uh, fuck. We don't know how to make this scene work. Let's just re-record a whole bunch of dialogue. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Belina in so, particular, so, like when they first arrive in Oz. I feel like every single thing she says was ADR and yep. like just just improvise. Yep. And or, it's, not, or, it's not working. Yeah, just just uh you know, like, like 
we listen to much better podcasts about comedians. Yeah. And often they talk about doing punch-up for movies that have already been completely written, filmed. Right. Uh, and that's sort of also a thing that I felt with this movie, too. I can definitely see that, yeah. Uh, especially, like, when you have characters like Jack Pumpkinhead or the Scarecrow whose faces don't move. Yeah. And you can get away with that kind of stuff. Yeah. Know? Oh, when I was a kid, I thought it was so cool that the Scarecrow and the Tin Man and the Cowardly Lion were in this. And that the Tin Man actually looks like a Tin Man. Sure. And that the Lion is an actual Lion. Oh, I thought that was so cool. They look awesome. They look fantastic. Uh, I mean, the Tin Man in particular just looks fantastic. Yeah. The Lion is... But, I mean, it's a puppet lion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But it's still pretty cool. Yeah. Like, she rides the lion at the end, and it's really fun. Yeah. Uh, but, but you know, there was a part of me that was like, you know, as, as I guess, silly as the originals kind of look, you know, where it's actors where you can see their face. Uh, at the same time, there's, uh, you know, an expressiveness that, that they have that, you know, these puppets just don't. Yeah. It, it is an interesting choice on the Scarecrow to make it just masks with stuck expressions. Right. Because of those three characters, the Scarecrow is the one with, like, probably the closest to a human face. Right. So they could have just made up someone's face to be the Scarecrow, but then they also would have had to pay someone. So yeah, that's yeah. probably part of it. <laughs> but, but at the same time, like, if you look at the credits, there's, like, three people doing the work of... Each individual character. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Uh, and for the life of me, I, can't, I guess two puppeteers and a voice artist. I, I don't know. Basically, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, Jack was Brian Henson and another guy, right? And then Brian Henson did the voice. Yeah. But yeah, there are other other characters that are multiple puppeteers, and then a, another actor doing the voice work. Right. Like Justin Case. Yes, as the Scarecrow. <laughs> or uh, as the Gump, uh, actually, I think he was one of the puppeteers. But uh, the, the Gump was performed by uh, Stephen Norrington, aka the director of Blade. I was going to say that name sounds really familiar to me. That's interesting. <laughs> That's very strange. Uh, and also the director of League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, after Ooh. which he disappeared from Earth. Aww, him and Sean Connery both. <laughs> yeah, I think they both drove each other to it. <laughs> Maybe Sean Connery murdered him, and then that's why he retired from acting. Yeah, it's very possible. Yeah. He does have a license to kill. It's true. Oh, uh, boy. I, I read that, um, that TikTok... Uh, for the movement scenes, like where he's like walking around, uh, there's a guy in the suit uh, upside down, so like walking on his hands, oh. <laughs> uh, so that his body fits in the the suit. Right. It's, it's so strange, but it also like the way that he moves is so fun. Right. And it's so cool. I I hope that guy got paid a lot. Oh yes, Cause, I cause hope so as well. That sounds like a nightmare. Yeah. But then again, you know, there was a guy inside of R2-D2, and that sounds like a nightmare, too. It's so, true. You know. Yeah. What was he doing in there? Uh, 
movement? Is that it? I, I don't know. Yeah, because he wasn't controlling the like wheels and stuff. I, I don't think. I guess not. I guess like when he got you know, a couple times he wobbles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. But maybe he was just doing the voice. Maybe. <laughs> what? Inside with like a voice modulator. You know, okay, it just—he's saying actual stuff. What if in this in so you know how like on set when they're filming Star Wars, like David Prowse is in the Darth Vader costume, right. saying the dialogue of Darth Vader. Yeah. What if there were written lines for R two D two? I feel like that's the case for Chewbacca too. Like Peter Mayhew was reading actual words, <laughs> and then they just replaced it all with growls. That would be hilarious. If Kenny Baker is in there saying, like, I don't think we should do it, or we need to go this way, C-3PO. <laughs> Our mission is, is to get to Obi-Wan. <laughs> uh, I hope. I do, too. Yeah. Let's, let's see that. <laughs> or at least in the human voices cut. Bon George. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, that that would uh, preclude that George Lucas had forethought into what he was doing. That's true. That is very true. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I love this movie. <laughs> it's not great. It it's not. Uh, it's cute. Yeah. Uh, it is very dark. Dorothy almost gets electroshocked. Yeah, that that part is is uh, it's, it's definitely the darkest part. Yeah, yeah, because it's fucking real, right? <laughs> Uh, yeah, the, boy, the, the, uh, late 1800s sure were a time. <laughs> sure were. And how. <laughs> uh, just, uh, at the, just at the end when she returns home, which, if you're Dorothy, why would you ever want to go back home? Especially, your, your aunt just threw you in an insane asylum yeah. to be electrified. I mean, just for the day. She didn't know. Piper Laurie didn't know. <laughs> Catherine Martell didn't know. <laughs> is that the original? No, Catherine Martell, I believe, is her character's name on Twin Peaks. Oh, okay. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so why, why would you ever go home? And then when, when she is home, uh, like, I immediately thought that uh, they're just going to check her back into another insane asylum. Right. Yeah. No, everything's fine when she gets home. Yeah. No, well, luckily, the insane asylum burned down. Right. With the doctor inside, we saved his precious machines. Yeah. I mean, you, you go down with the ship. Yep. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> and then you brought a very good point. So the nurse has seen... Uh, in like a paddy wagon. Yeah, the nurse who who in uh, Oz was Queen Mombi who yes. has been arrested for crimes against the crown. Right. I guess. <laughs> and stripped of her magic abilities. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so mirroring that in the real world, she is uh, in some sort of prison paddy wagon. Right. But but uh, as far as we know, she didn't actually commit any crimes that we're aware of. Yeah, I mean, I think everything that was happening at that hospital was perfectly legal. Yeah, yeah. Unless there was some sort of investigation going on <laughs> right. to what was happening there that before Dorothy even got there. Like, this investigation had been going on for months, <laughs> and they finally just, like, the raid happened the night the place burned down. 
I mean, she was a jerk, but it didn't seem like she was doing anything illegal. Right? You know, and, it, and then there's like a morality issue, but it was, you know, early medicine. They barely know what they're, I mean, honestly, doctors barely know what they're doing now. It's true. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, yeah, nothing illegal, just shady, I guess. Yeah. At, at worst. Yeah, like she was, she was a little mean to the patients. Yeah. I've had mean nurses. Yeah, everybody has. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. But as I said, she got arrested for being a woman. Right, for being a woman practicing medicine. In, in the 1800s. Yeah. 1890. 1899. Okay. Right. Yeah. Only two months away from the oh, new okay. century. I, I didn't remember if it was uh, two months or two years. Yeah, because I think they said they said Halloween was coming up. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so it was October... 1899. Yeah. So, uh... Oz is real, or Oz is just a Kaiser Soze of everything <laughs> that uh, Dorothy ever sees? <laughs> Thoughts? I think Oz is real. Okay. I think Oz is real. Right. Yeah. Because otherwise, what are we doing here? <laughs> what what lesson did she learn here? Like, in, in the original one, she learns that there's no place like home. Sure. In this one, she learns, I don't know what. <laughs> she has to go home? Yeah, that is for, weird. For there, reasons? There, there is no real lesson here. There, there's... No arc to, to her. Yeah, I mean, she saves the day. Sure. She sees all her friends again. Yeah. Maybe she comes to terms with the fact that no one will ever believe her about it. I guess. I don't know. But then she tries to show Anne M, Ozma, in the mirror, and Ozma's like, no, don't do it. Right. So I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's weird. Yeah, what is Dorothy's arc here? <laughs> there is none. Yeah, I don't know. Uh... I, I will. I, I don't know how recently you've seen the original or not, but but you know, going back to my Kaiser Sose thing. Yeah. Uh, is is it as obvious in the original that like things are corresponding between Earth and Oz as as like here we get like a literal pumpkin head brought to her, right? And, and you know, uh, like the, the the machine has a face and then tick tock and. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I know, like, the her three companions are, like, the farmhands. Right. Um, and, and there's, like, when she's in the tornado in the house, like, she sees, I think, is it, is it like, Mrs. Gulch or whatever? Like, yeah, the, the, the mean lady. Yeah. Like, she sees her on her bike, right. and then she turns into the witch. Right. Like, before our eyes. Yeah, yeah. So, like... I feel like it's pretty obvious. Okay. I, I, I think it's it's maybe not as like every, there there's not a direct correlation between everything right. in the original one as much as there is in this one, I think. Yeah. Um but like yeah, like even the lunch pails. Like they, they take her little lunch pail at the asylum and then when she gets to Oz she finds the lunch pail tree. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think it's it, it maybe I don't feel like it really hits you over the head. Right. But there's 
there's a lot more of it in this one than in the original one, I think. Yeah, again, I don't know if I'm just looking at this, you know, like, you know, in the rear view, you know, sort of, sort of, uh, look at it, you know, just, just, uh, I, I am aware yeah. of this, and, you know, I, you know, when I was seven or eight or whatever, you know, I saw this, you know, I, I was not as aware of that kind of stuff, you Yeah. Know? Oh, I definitely had no idea when I was a kid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, the Gnome King is the doctor? Right. What? Yeah. No, he's not. He's rocks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I gotta think about this as Oz real. I do think it's real, but I don't know why I think it's real. I think it's real because my heart wants it to be real. That is as good an answer as any. Yeah. And honestly, I, I am with you. Oz is real. Okay, thank yeah. you. I was not trying to gotcha or anything okay. like this. Yeah, it was, it no, it's, it's yeah. an interesting question to ponder. I, yeah. I, I honestly never really thought about it. Uh, to, to me, you know, anyone who thinks that Oz isn't real is like the same type of people who think that, you know, James Bond is a uh, uh, a series of, of different people with the same, you know, code name. Right. Nah, fuck that. It's just all the same guys. <laughs> Stop! Stop putting logic to things. Just, just allow things to be fantastical. Yeah, I agree. Have, have a suspension of disbelief, for God's sakes. <laughs> do, you, I, do you imagine that they wanted this to be a franchise? Oh, absolutely. Did they? Did they? Were they really that aware of franchises in the eighties? Yeah, I'm sure. Probably you know, at, at this point, you know, yeah. Lots of movies with sequels out there. I mean, I know Disney has been desperate to have Oz stuff forever. Yeah. Uh, just for whatever reason, it's just never taken off. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, I, I think they, they, they definitely see it as a moneymaker, but they just can't figure it out. Yeah, I mean, the, the original is so sort of untouchable. Yeah. Like it, it's just so iconic. Like, it's almost too much. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it, you know, I think, you know, the, the Marvel comics, you know, I think that came out during the, the Disney acquisition there. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, Oz the Great Powerful, uh, which which was not good. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, they, they, they keep trying, but, but it just not happening. Yeah. yeah. One of these days they'll crack it. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, I, I will say this for, for Oz, the Great, Oz the Great Powerful and for the original that, that this movie does not have is uh, a good separation between the real world and Oz. Okay. Uh, I, I think, you know, obviously the original going from, you know, black and white to Technicolor is like, you know, one of those movie magic, you know, things. And then like the first time that that had ever happened. And yeah. It was, you know, amazing still to see. Yeah. Uh, and Oz Great Powerful does it pretty well as well by having the uh, opening of it being black and white and, and full frame uh, and then gradually but but stunningly changing to you know widescreen and color. I did not remember that about that. I watched it last year. Okay. Uh, so, so I remember. <laughs> uh, and, and yeah I, I other than like you know obvious matte paintings. Yeah. Uh, there's not a huge transition between, you know, uh, when Dorothy, you know, 
transitions from from you know real world to Oz, right? Uh, that that I feel like something could have been done, you know, to, to differentiate just a little bit more. Yeah, like maybe the colors are a little more muted, but but you know, who knows? Yeah, but but it's still in color and it's still widescreen. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I hadn't, I hadn't thought about that really yeah. either. And, and also, other than just that horrible goddamn chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Why, when the chicken goes to Oz, does it get to talk? But when Toto goes to Oz in the first one, Toto doesn't get to talk. Right? <laughs> what the fuck? I want to hear Toto's thoughts and feelings about everything that's happening. Exactly. You know what? Also, this movie needed more Toto. Yes, agreed. Yeah. Toto is a treasure. Yep. And he is criminally underutilized in this movie. Absolutely. Though I did see that the dog that played Toto, whose name was Tansy? Yep. Right? Uh, was just, like, someone's family dog. Huh. That they, like, they auditioned a bunch of dogs to do it. So they didn't really need an actor dog. No. Right. They just needed a dog to be around for a few scenes. I mean, he was great. He was great. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. More of them. Yeah. Oh, more Toto. More Tansy. Yeah. Just as for Tansy. <laughs> I would also like to see a cut of the original Wizard of Oz, where all of Toto's barking and Oz is replaced with dialogue. Like when he goes and reveals the wizard behind the curtain, he's like, "Guys, you see this fucking guy over here?" So Toto is fouled out. Oh, oh yeah, nice. Oh yeah. <laughs> Maybe when you do Return to Oz the musical, yes. you can replace Bellino with Toto. Yes. No, then what's poison? Uh, if not chickens, dog right. turds. I guess. Yeah. Uh, it's a little gross. It is a little gross. Yeah. It's, but it's modern. It's a modern kids movie. That's right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we nailed it. <laughs> oh, I'm glad that I watched this with you. You know, I I, I enjoyed watching this. Uh, yeah, it's it's not a great movie, but but it is enjoyable. It is beloved in my heart. Yeah. Uh, it, it is visually stunning. Uh, yeah, for Fruzabon. Fucking nailing it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'd, I'd recommend watching this. I would. It's definitely worth the watch. I mean, it's it's on Disney Plus. Yeah. And I don't know how long it is, but it's it's worth whatever time it is. I don't think very long. But hour and a half. Maybe. Hour and a half, maybe. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, definitely worth the watch. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> return to us. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, uh, is there anything uh, bringing you any degree of happiness this week? <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, I've been thinking about this all day. Because we know we got to answer this. <laughs> and I, I had almost nothing. Uh, but my, my original answer was going to be that the fact that I am incredibly sad and cripplingly depressed. But at least I don't want to kill myself. Uh, that, that's bringing me up. I mean, that is something. Yeah. Uh, but then we went, great something. Yeah. Then we went to Taco Bell. Yeah. And they brought back the double-decker taco. <laughs> and quite frankly, it's made me the happiest I've been in like three weeks. So, so what's different about the double-decker taco from, say, a uh, cheesy or a gordita crunch? Okay. 
so the double decker taco is a uh, regular taco. Okay. Uh, hard shell taco. Hard shell taco. Okay. Uh, wrapped in a soft shell taco. Okay. Uh, with uh, refried beans as the adhesive that holds them together. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, some people might say, well, the cheesy gordita crunch is far superior because there's cheese. Right. And it's like one of those fluffy uh, gordita shells. Yeah. Uh, and, and, yeah, those are good, too. Sure. But there's just something majestically simple about the soft shell and the hard shell together. And the refried beans is a really nice inclusion. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah it may be heresy to say this, but sometimes you don't need that much cheese. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree with you. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Like, I had a cheese quesadilla, uh, and, you know, they put the shredded cheese on there, but they also put, like, the cheese sauce on yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, too much cheese sauce. Yep. Cut back on that a little bit, guys. I, I agree. Yeah. Uh, whenever they have anything with cheese sauce in it, it's too much. Yeah. 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 <laughs> just, just one pump. That's exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's all I've ever been Everybody for. knows you're a one-pump chump. Yep. That's right. So the Double Decker Taco. Double Decker Taco. I'm really happy for you. Thank you. Uh, it's been off the menu for far too long. Uh, I think longer than the Mexican pizza. Oh, wow. Uh, which has come back at least twice right. in the last couple of years. Right. Uh, so so I'm hoping this is a return to, to that. And, uh, uh, yeah, that, that just... <laughs> it brought me a stupid amount of joy to see that on the menu today. That's awesome. <laughs> What about you, sir? Um, my my thing was going to be uh, feeling better after being sick for like three weeks, right? Because uh, that is really nice. Sure. Um, but then I read uh, Batman Santa Claus Silent Night number one, uh, and that is the thing that is bringing me so much joy this week. <laughs> is a team up comic between the Batman family and Santa Claus. Nice. Uh, I have not read it yet. Uh, but but I plan to. It's wonderful. <laughs> I'm looking yeah. forward to it yeah, now. Santa Claus is a badass. Nice. And and a beefcake. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. Uh, speaking of beefcake badass Santa Clauses, uh, I uh, recently got uh, the, the PDF copy of the complete Grant Morrison Dan Mora Claus series. Nice. Uh, so, so soon to be shipped uh, physical copy eventually here. That's awesome. Yeah, so I was flipping through that today, and it just it brought me a lot of joy. And, uh, so, so I guess that I'll include that with my yeah. like taco thing. Here. I actually haven't read that, nope. but reading this Batman Santa Claus comic, which does Dan Mora does the covers too, yeah, so yeah. I feel like it's sort of like we got the the Claus guy to do them. We know what we're doing. We do know what we're doing. Yeah. But it, reading that made me want to read the the Morrison Mora stuff too. So. Good. So yeah, hopefully I'll do that before the month is out. Nice little little comic book celebration at Christmas. Yeah. Did did you get the Kickstarter or the, the no? no okay. I did not. Do you want to borrow it whenever I get it? I think it's I think it's all on Hoopla. Okay. So yeah, I'll check it out there. But thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I was I, I posted something on, on Blue Sky today that uh, you know I know Mark Wade has. Uh, Dan Mora chained up in his basement at the moment, but uh, I really do hope that at some point, you know, he and uh, Grant Morrison can can do another. Because for a while they were releasing like one a year. Okay. Uh, like because they did the original seven issue series, and then I think they released like 
four, maybe more. Uh, more ups. Uh, <coughs> more isn't it? Yeah. Uh, one shot stories that would come out like right at Christmas time. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, and so, you know, and then they just stopped again, probably because Dan Moore got really popular. Yeah. And I think Grant Morrison may have just left comics altogether. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing right now. Uh, I mean, they, they, they had a novel released last year, which yeah. I'm, I'm actually currently listening to the audiobook. It, it's it's weird. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. The last the the last story they wrote that I can think of was from the Pride the DC Pride one shot. Oh yeah, that's right. They did do that. Uh, before that, I think was the Superman Authority series. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And and they did uh. There was a mini series that came out last year, two years ago, like Proctor County something or other I don't know it was like an independent book I think okay. maybe boom put it out um, oh yeah <clears throat> it was like Proctor County Road or something like that something like that yeah uh, they, they co-wrote it with someone else uh, which, which was kind of a clue to me that they probably didn't they had some conversations and then the other person went off and wrote it yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and also I, I think like I noticed like in the so much of a nerd that sometimes I will read the indicia to see, you know, uh, who the copyright is by. Yeah. Uh, and it was NBC Universal. Oh, interesting. Okay. <laughs> and, and I know that they had a deal uh, where they were doing, like, new production work for NBC okay. and uh, Universal. And, and I, I guess maybe this was one of those things that interesting was possibly pitched as a TV show or something, and they just made it into a comic. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. But, yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Batman Santa Claus. Yeah, so, uh, check it out. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Releasing yeah. weekly this month, right. so it will all be done by the end of the year. I know it's written by Jeff Parker. Yes, uh, drawn by Michelle Bandini. I don't know that name. Oh, uh, I can't think of what else he's done, but he's good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's done a bunch of stuff. Right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm. I will read any Jeff Parker written Batman comics, basically. Sure got a good, bat, a good Batman and Robin dynamic in this one, so... Nice. Yeah, very good. Which Robin? Uh, Damien. Okay. But still fun. Yeah. 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 Just write some like Robin. Yeah. I, I got nothing against Damien, but uh, I got more for Tim. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hey, I got a real quick question. Okay, sure. Uh, Batman related. Let's do it. Because uh, I did read... Uh, the, the new issue of uh, Batman, sure. uh, the regular series, uh, Chip Starsky. Yes. Uh, when did the Joker figure out that he was Bruce Wayne? Oh, I don't remember when that happened. When did that happen? It might have been during Joker War. Oh, okay. I think. Yeah, I think that was when it was. Sure. But I don't. Yeah, because like, because part of Joker War was that he was going after Bruce Wayne. As well, right? But yeah, I don't know how that happened. <laughs> I remember there was the implication uh, in Death of the Family that the Joker had like been to the Batcave before and like knew where it was, and so could you know locate it and knew what it was under and all that. So. But yeah, I don't. I don't remember when that was officially established. Okay. I do think it was part of Joker War. But <clears throat> that's 
a fuzzy recollection at best. I, I tried to Google it, and all it came up with was, uh, did Heath Ledger's Joker know that? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't, I don't give a shit about that. Yeah. <laughs> also, no, he didn't. Yeah, no. no. Um, and, and then uh, I guess uh, my my other question is that. Uh, uh, I, I know that there were at least two Jokers running around in the, the, the Joker uh, self-titled series. Yeah. Uh, which I, I think originally was just a Jim Gordon book and then wasn't. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> when it relaunched the, as, as Joker, the man who stopped laughing. Yes. Then, yes, it was more of a Joker, Joker, Joker's book. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, so I never finished that, so okay, I don't then. know. All right. But there are three Jokers. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that has come up a few times. Yeah. Uh, in Batman, that there are three Jokers. Yeah. So. There. Yeah. I choose to ignore that part. I read that damn series. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, that that I don't that that doesn't count. Oh, that doesn't count. No, I don't think that counts. Okay, but there are still three Jokers. There are still three Jokers. I think the the implication there was that um, in during the Batman of Gotham storyline when when Bruce was in like a separate and alternate earth yeah um like the Joker on that earth who was the red mask uh, was trying okay. to like connect with alternate versions <clears throat> of himself on other earths right and in doing so created multiple multiple Jokers in the same place somehow okay but I but I'm also fuzzy on that yeah. and I read that much more recently than I read Joker War so so wibbly wobbly there right. You know what? I buy it. All right. All right. Perfect. This has been Batman talk. Hell yeah. La, 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 la. Batman's Santa Claus. <laughs> uh, do you have a movie in mind for next week? Sir? I do. What you got? Uh, so, uh, you know that uh, occasionally I will go to a Dollar Tree and just buy whatever uh, to get replacement cases. Oh, Lord. Oh, no. What atrocity do you have for us to watch next week? I don't know that it's an atrocity, but it's one that I've picked up a couple of different times. Okay. Because it's one of the few single disc ones that are available. Okay. But it's a movie that had, and usually, like, I replace the case and then I turn around and I sell to, to GameSwap or whatever. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I never bother watching it, but this time, like, I'm saying, let's watch it. Uh, it's called Terminal. Okay. Uh, it's got Margot Robbie, uh, Simon Pegg, and Michael Myers. Okay. I've seen. I, I I haven't seen the movie, but uh, but I feel like I've seen like maybe the poster for this. Okay. Or, or yeah. at least scrolled past it on one of many streaming services. Probably. So yeah. yeah. Uh, it is on Hulu. Uh, okay. For for those who want to follow along. Uh, but uh, yeah, I guess it's some sort of crime thriller. Warish kind of thing. Sure. Uh, figure I, I need to venture away from horror as much as I possibly can sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, so so uh, picking this one. Nice. I mean, you picked a political thriller last time, so <laughs> that is fair. So you're already away from horror. <laughs> I, I, oh, by the way, I hear the new Godzilla movie is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Gonna go I, see it. I also thought the trailer for the new Godzilla. Godzilla X Kong movie that looked really fun. I have not seen that. Yeah, that's out there on the interwebs. Right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, the only trailer I've seen recently is Furiosa. Yeah. Oh, I haven't watched that one yet. <laughs> it's pretty, 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 pretty. Yeah. 
Mad Max. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Annie Taylor-Joy. Yeah, I, I like her. Chris Hemsworth doing his actual voice. Ooh, okay. Possibly. Interesting. Wait, Chris Hemsworth or Tom Hardy? Chris Hemsworth. Okay. Doing his actual voice? Yeah. Does he... Oh, oh, Chris Hemsworth. I was thinking of Chris Pine. No, yeah. Chris Hemsworth. The... Fucking Hollywood Chris's. Uh, Thor. Yes, I gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's cool. Yeah. It's a prequel to, to yeah. Fury Road. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. Terminal. Terminal. Next week. Tom Hanks. Not that one. Not that one. Not the Tom Hanks. Not one. the Terminal. Not the Terminal. Just Terminal. Terminal diagnosis. <laughs> I, I was looking on my Roku to see, just in case, where is the streaming, if sure. it is anywhere. And, and yeah, I figured it'd be like on all the free shit. It, it, it mostly is. Uh, so, you know, if that does give you a hint of what type of movie it is. Yeah. Uh, but also, Hulu. Um, and of course, you, know, you type in, you know, everything and like I just kept getting Terminator up until I got to the L uh-huh. in, in Terminal. Uh, and of course, obviously, uh, the Terminal was the first choice. Yeah. And then this one. And then a movie called Galaxis. Okay. And I was like, well, that is not even close to being spelled like yeah. Terminal. Uh, and so, uh, like, I, I, I looked at it, and it's a sci-fi movie from the mid-90s starring Bridget Nelson and Richard Mall. And I said, well, fuck it. I've got time to kill before Joe shows up. I'm going to watch this. That sounds right. I did not uh, because uh, you know, it was on one of the free services uh, and uh, had ad breaks. And every single ad break at the end, it just stopped. Oh. And it was just frozen on like whatever the last ad was. That and sucks. I had to keep restarting the Roku channel. To get back to it, and I was like, "Well, this is tiresome. Yeah, I'm not doing this. That's not worth it." Yeah, uh, but also Sam Raimi was in it for some reason. <laughs> okay, interesting. Yep, Galaxis. He, he gets murdered by Richard Mall. Rest in peace. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> Richard Mall. Rest in peace. Yeah, and I know. I know. Guy knew he passed away in some way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. All right. So, so Galaxis next so week. Check Galaxis. We're going to watch Terminal. Oh, right. Sorry. Terminal Galaxis. Margot Robbie. Goodbye. Robbie. Bye. <laughs>for listening to the Viewmasters. You can subscribe to the show directly at our website's view.guttertrash.net or on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Visit our website at view.guttertrash.net for information about our Twitter and Instagram. Once again, thank you for listening to the Viewmasters. We'll see you next time.